All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. Can you describe the rocket, sir? Does this mean we're not friends anymore? DJ Nubis. And DJ Neko. We're here, sort of, anyway. We're here, sort of? Well, it's just been kind of a, a weird week, like, just in general. Like, I've been, like, like I've been ready to go for the podcast, but, like, I just haven't been, like, really in the mood for the podcast. And for, for me, too, like, with everything going on, I decided to start going back to work this week you know, in the office office instead of working from home or like popping in when they needed help with the, some things that they that, that like I had the ability to do that nobody else could do so with my mom being sick and um, she started, she's starting to get a little bit better, I thought it would be a good idea to start going back to work because I've basically been working from home since September the since I got home from the ship yeah and it's been a rough week like getting up at five and then I go to the hospital after work and I'm not home until like 10 o'clock most well of I'm the sure time. it's like really taxing like as far as your emotions are concerned and then like you know we had the the election this week which we'll get to later on in the podcast and I'm, I mean, I'm not really down about the election. Like, I didn't really care one way or the other. I mean, I just I have some reservations about how the results are. But, uh, you know, work's picking up. I'm being a little bit busier, longer days there. But, you know, and also World of Warcraft, like, they got these things going on right now that I'm using to build up my other lower-level character. So it takes more time there. Uh, there's a lot of music that I've got set for next week that i got to get to and I haven't started yet. Usually you haven't like, even started listening. Right. Friday and Saturdays are usually the days I get kind of going on that and I never did. Uh, maybe tomorrow before football comes on I'll do it but you know tomorrow is Nico's birthday so i got to dedicate a lot of time to her for that. I know. 
That was so sweet. He usually works on Sundays, and he took off Sunday because it's my birthday, and I didn't even realize he was doing it, and I was just so touched. I need a little uh, couple time, you know, with all the stress going on. Right. And I I, mean, I, really, I can't remember the last time I took a Sunday off. It's been a while. But it'll be nice to hang out with you. Yeah. Um, so we got some stuff to get to today. We did see a movie that was interesting. We'll talk a little bit, a little bit uh, on our second uh, spot that we'll be reviewing called Spell from 2019. There's a, one that came out this year called Spell. It's a totally different movie. Uh, so don't confuse it. This one's from 2019. I believe it's Icelandic or Finland. Iceland. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get to that. Um, there's a series on Netflix, Trial of the Media, which we'll get to because that actually plays into some other things going on with one of Neko's favorite podcasts and stuff like that. Uh, she's got some cool information coming your way regarding Octopi, which you know isn't too shocking if you know anything about Octopi in general. But, mm-hmm. And as we said, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, American politics. We won't get too much into it because we don't really like to go there. But we will talk about the results and just where we think America's at and whatnot with that. So, uh, new music-wise, got some uh, Anarchan, Insidious Disease, Evil Dead, new Mr. Bungle, uh, Mike Patton. I think Scott Ian's a part of that uh, project right now as well. So they got a record out. Fractal Generator, provided by Everlasting Speed Records. Uh, them, a band that's been influenced heavily by King Diamond. They got new stuff out. Uh, we got Neko's Pick of the Week, of course. Got some cool rock stuff in there. New Botanist, Speed Whore. Speed uh, Whore. Band called Stalker. And I also got some more Atomic Werewolf for you. I really love that record, so we got some of that in there as well. Uh, we kicked it off with some pain doing Eleanor Rigby, the Beatles. Um, ironically, we'll have a little bit more of that later we'll, once we get to it. But we're going to kick off our first block, though, with some brand new stuff from Carcass. Uh, they have a little EP, a uh, four-song EP. This is called The Living Dead at the Manchester Morgue, which I believe is named after a horror movie I've seen recently. So here we go.
Hi, DJ Newis. And DJ Neko. Back with you, episode 89 of the Hordes of Chaos on the Middletown Radio Podcast. So, we uh, caught a series on Netflix recently. That was your idea, actually. Yeah, I saw it. Um, I don't know if it's particularly new, but I like things like this. So. Well, we like documentaries. Yeah, we like documentaries well. anyway, but it's just interesting. The. The series is called Trial by Media, and, you know, the more that you watch things like this, you can kind of see, like, how it happens so easily that people can get their opinions tainted just by, I mean, now we have social media, but before it was just, you know, television coverage or um, newspaper coverage. The first episode was the Jenny Jones murder. Um, where it was a gay guy, Jonathan, um, am I, how do you pronounce his last name? Schmitz. Schmitz, I guess. Yeah. He had a crush on his friend Scott and Scott. No, Jonathan's the guy that was the killer. Oh, sorry. Scott. So Scott Amadur was the one okay. that was gay. And... Sorry, sorry. Scott was the gay one. And Jonathan had, um been called onto the Jenny Jones show for a secret crush reveal. And this is back in the heyday when all these talks Yeah, shows were like the doing, late like Jerry Springer Yeah, early to late nineties. So they never even aired the episode because they had taped it and after it was taped, the murder happened almost, you know, over the weekend. But it was kind of interesting to see, like, because Jenny Jones, the whole show was put on trial, too, by the family. And honestly, they, do, they did mention that he knew that he was going on to a talk show. He knew that he was going to be meeting a secret crush. And I guess that he felt like he was kind of snowed, basically. He... He knew his friend, clearly, but he didn't think that it was going to be a gay crush. Right. And I think, honestly, you got to think of when this was, it was a little embarrassing for him. Now, granted, I'm not, that's not any reason to murder somebody, but, you know, back in the 90s, being gay was a lot bigger deal. Well, I think with him, too, with Jonathan, was that, like, his dad was probably uber-religious, and... You know, Jonathan was one of those straight-laced kind of guys. and Well, you heard that his his family used to think he was right. gay. So he was really, really offended by all of this. And um, I also, I think Scott was... Uh, wasn't he... Well, Jonathan assumed that there was a note that was given to to Jonathan like that was kind of like a gay sexual kind of note and that's kind of what set him off saying that but they never revealed like or never really knew if that note was definitely from um yeah basically after the show like you know Jonathan had made it pretty clear that he's not that way However, it seems like because they were neighbors after that show, like, Scott continued to, like, kind of, like, give him little love letters or hints that, you know, you know, basically trying to woo him into Mm -hmm. the dark side, I guess you would call it. But 
it seems like the a dark def- side yeah. woo him to the gay side yeah. like i'm gonna to make gay you side. gay yeah well that, that, i think that's kind of like I, I guess scott just had such a massive crush he just couldn't let it go which really falls on him but you know again it's you don't like you say you don't kill people over that kind of stuff but the, the reality is he just kind of snapped, and it's not like he was he, can, he was so embarrassed, and he had so many personal issues that he took it out on on Scott by murdering him, even though they were friends. Right. It was just you know, and then of course, as you said, they put the show on trial, so basically this became because the, the show knew what was going to happen, like in terms of what was going to be revealed, and they basically didn't care. They didn't. But now the thing I disagreed with a lot of this was. One, both these contestants come on with their own will. They do this for themselves. So when they're approached or whatever, they, they come on knowing that this is, you know, something's going to happen. John, Jonathan knew something was going to happen, whether it was a girl or a guy. Uh, he didn't expect a guy, but, you know, he knew something was going to be revealed. But And he willingly went on the show. He could have said no, but he did. And that was part of what but, the show was saying. But part of what was being dragged through the courts was that well, I'm going to get back to the thing that I didn't think was fair to the show was that, you know, as you're watching these videos of this guy, and, it, you know, he, obviously he looks like he's a bit shocked. But, you know, there's no way to sit there and say to yourself, oh, yeah, he looks like he's just going to snap and kill this dude because they weren't acting. Neither one were acting like, you know, they were hatred or any anger towards one another. But the show is being basically challenged on the fact that they, they knew that it was going to be some sort of fireworks that it could have lead to something like this. And eventually I think that's what was kind of the downfall of talk shows that, for doing that was this kind of like uh, episode. So it, it really it was, it was to, interesting too because it was like I was young. I was, you know, maybe 13, 14 when this came out. And I remember it had huge coverage on the news, like almost every day like especially when they started the trial against the jenny jones show and it was constantly kind of being put in your face and which always made me wonder if like later on like springer them actually because you remember how like later on when you're watching these these shows you would sit there and say so oh this is all staged like they just knew all this coming in well, like, that, scripted you know some of the stuff they did later on becomes scripted especially that way they can avoid any kind mm-hmm. of like you know, lawsuits and shit like that. I know they did, I know they scripted a lot of this stuff later on, especially on Jerry Springer, but nobody cares. Everybody likes watching trashy television. That's basically what it was. Like, I guess they just said to themselves, well, instead of being these, like, dropping bombs on people, we're just going to script it out. Like, we're going to get actors or whatever, have them come in and do this, and then we're just going to given the same show we've been given to him only this time we don't have to worry about people killing each other well i know the downfall of a lot of these shows they just were canceled they didn't have the good ratings but jerry he kept on with his little scripted show for years i didn't catch do you remember the bodyguard guy that was on his show steve he actually had his own show it like branched off so he had springer then he had steve's show and i'm like i never saw his show but i remember seeing the advertisement i'm going man you're the security guy and you get your own damn show through well, this shit. Well, Mari, everybody loves the meme with the lie detector. Yeah, Mari Or, Bovich. it's like, 
the lie detector that has determined that, that is, is false. That is a lie. Or they do the, you are not the father. And then you see the guy get up and start dancing yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. Or then they say, yeah, you are the father. And, and she's like, crying. motherfucker, I told you. She's like, I told you. You gonna pay me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was. I uh, loved it, though. I watched it so much when I was a teenager. I love trash. That's probably why we live in our trashy neighborhood. Right. Um, so yeah, that was just like one episode, so there was like so it's many. Start, that was uh, the starting one that like really kind of pulled yeah, us in. Yeah, the Subway Vigilante, that actually was an interesting case. Yeah, because uh, people in the news were praising this guy for for shooting these kids that were a known problem on the subway for doing like small time. Yeah, he was like a egghead, like a computer nerd. Mm-hmm. Think, and these kids, uh, they were like... 17, 18, 19, they were going, this is kind of when New York was really, really rough, and they were going on, um, this was the early 80s, they would go on and they'd do, like, little stick-ups, steal people's wallets and things, and this guy ended up shooting them. Now, in the media, people were calling him the subway vigilante, and, you know, people are fed up, and blah, 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 but as time was going on, they were realizing that... Bernard Getz, who was the uh, subway vigilante, they were realizing that Bernard was kind of hateful as they were interviewing him, the police were interviewing him, and they realized the type of wounds that were sustained by these kids were, it wasn't just like a defensive type thing, he shot the one kid. Yeah, he actually was, he actually admitted to saying, like, you know, oh, you're not down yet. Well, you're, here you're not, here's another Here's another you. one. You're not, you're not dead yet. So, again, he probably was fed up, but he, the one, what was the one kid? He was, I don't know if he actually died, but he ended up, you know, being perma- permanently disabled for the rest of his life. Now, granted, I know everybody's always like, Oh, yeah, and I even kind of said this. I'm like, uh, well... Yeah, the funny thing is about some of the stuff that we watched, like, um, like, when I told you about the 83 gang rape of the woman, Mm -hmm. I think that's under Big Dance, which I don't have a description for, but that was turned into a movie with Jodie Foster called, uh, The Accused, that I saw at the drive-in. That's a weird movie to go on a date for, because I I was not expecting that one. Um, turned out to be a really good movie, but, uh, it's very dark, obviously, and... But the subway vigilante kind of reminded me of Predator 2, which came out in 92, because there's a scene where there's this battle on the subway with the Predator and, like, normal everyday citizens. And it starts off that scene with, like, this group of guys getting ready to harass this chick. And then when this white, white dude with glasses stands up with a suitcase and tells him to back off... Uh, they start threatening him, but then he pulls out a gun and says, I know how to use this! And, and that's automatically what I think of when I think of it, because that's how Bernard reminded me of Getz, uh, the same kind of guy. Now, naturally, the Predator wasn't all part of that. Then again, that would have made the story a lot cooler. Yeah, then the Predator came on the subway and <laughs> right. took everybody off. Right. But the, uh, the one, other one that really kind of hit us was uh, the one about Cheryl, Cheryl Arujo. I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. She was in the... I think it was 1983, yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. She was 21 years old, and she was living in her hometown of New Bedford, Massachusetts. And she went into Big Dan's Tavern to buy cigarettes from a dispenser inside, and she was chatting with her friend who was a waitress. 
she was trying to leave, but then a man grabbed her and she was gang raped on the bar's pool table. And then other men around her were are, were shouting, you know, let's go, go for it, yeah, raper and stuff. So it turned into this big, across the uh, entire United States kind of trial because she, um, it was just a, obviously very sensationalized, but they, um, they brought it out into the forefront and it, they actually televised the, um, the coverage. Mm -hmm. They actually put, this was, I think one of the first trials that were, um, put on TV and eventually it was such like a big deal that, um, they were trying to keep her face off of when she, when she was testifying but they didn't keep her name right, they, they out of the, it. Right, they the name and address. And then she started getting harassed, like, non-stop. And it was really kind of sad because she actually, you know, they were convicted, but she, and she was the victim, and she was the one who was getting harassed, saying that she was causing all these problems for the small town. And eventually she moved to Florida, and she, you know, she got a really bad drinking problem, and she died from a car accident. Yeah, so it's too bad because uh, really, it was that story itself was bad enough in a time when women had even harder trying to get justice for things. I think she did. She did. They did win, but like. But not the one with the guys cheering on everything, and that's. Yeah, the guys who were. Uh, and then they, they didn't serve that long of a time either. No, they didn't. No, <laughs> they didn't hardly anything at all. Most of them are out by now, long ago. Uh, but yeah, that, that story was turned into a movie, and I didn't even know at the time, but uh, if you haven't checked it out, it's it's a, it's a disturbing, disturbing movie, but it's enlightening as well when you kind of watch what happens when things like that take place and there isn't any kind of, anybody there to really step in and say, hey, this ain't right. Well, on top of that, like... Remember when they were, it was in the news every day, even on the national news, and they were interviewing people who were, like, sitting at a bar, and the trial is on TV. They'd rather watch that than the uh, General Hospital or any of their soaps, and they're like, this is better TV than... So people were forming their own opinions about poor Cheryl, and then when Cheryl's name was thrown out there, you know, people were just taking... I guess the law into their own hands and looking her up and harassing her children and it was just really sad yeah it's too bad uh but it's called the uh trial by media on netflix mm -hmm. so i hope they do more of that I, I know there's like one more episode we haven't got to yet that's the last one but eventually we'll get there um back into the music new stuff from evil dead thrashy stuff underway as well as mr bungle here's evil dead with no difference
Fall. You waited too long before you gave a shit
Tavern Radio. Come get it. Get lit. Yeah, and John too. <laughs> All right, we're back. I can't remember my Twitter password. I oh, can't... no, you've gotten so many passwords lately fixing your mom's stuff and your own. Oh, shit, I know. Now you forgot. Yeah, I, what I tell you to write the shit down. Yeah. Okay, Gary. Gary Lou. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so crazy because everything gets saved on my phone, and um, then I just forget about it because... You know, it's saved on my phone, and then when I try to go into my Chromebook or something, uh, I'm like, oh, it's not saved. You know, the funny thing is I don't think I write mine down either, but because I don't go away from my main computer that much, I never have to worry about it. I know. <laughs> but then, like, if I get on the laptop upstairs or something, I'm going to a site that I'm not usually on, I'm like, fuck, what is my password? What is my password? Then, then I decided myself... I'm, okay, I'm not even worried about going to this website. I just, I thought I'd just kill time, but fuck it, I'm not gonna fight with it. <laughs> or, or like for me, I'll, I'll reset my password, and I'm like, I try all the passwords, and I always have like some variation of like the same password, and I'll try all my variations, and then I'm like, oh, just I'll fucking reset the thing. Uh, I go to reset it, and it's like, I'm sorry, you can't use a previously used password. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> or it tells me like. Believe it or not, I still have some things under the Hotmail email, which whenever it tells me, like, you need to go reset, I'm like, dude, I don't remember the password for that account. God, there's still Hotmail? How do you even get to Hotmail? I don't know. But, you know, one thing that's clear is that we're not OCD enough to write stuff down. We only do it right before I leave, when I go on trips, because I'm like, if... I remember there was a time where I was out, and um, I do sometimes go on sh uh, ships that are uh, doing government contracts, and sometimes there are no communication, but this was not that type of job. We have satellite internet. We're out on a ship, and sometimes just either we're far away or the weather is bad, and I, I think I didn't speak to you for maybe three or four days. It was like really hard to get in touch mm -hmm. with you, so the internet was down. And, um, I hadn't had a chance to, like, figure out a way. I couldn't call, because the, the satellite phone was down, the internet was down, and he was freaking out, because he, he usually gets, like, multiple messages from well, me. Well, that's the thing. Like, even when your mom started the, you know, all the health issues came up, I'm like, they, they con your, your sister contacted me, and I'm like, yeah, I could try to get a hold of her, but man, she's working nights, and, like, you know, time zones are different, and then on top of that, like the satellite stuff i just don't know if i'm gonna really get through it we'll see and luckily we did mm -hmm. but. it was kind of funny too because i was asleep i went to bed and i always keep my my work yeah, I think laptop I hit you up like three times <laughs> the work laptop open because just for that reason in case there's an emergency i'll kind of hear the little noise that the notification or whatever and i heard it but i was kind of asleep so when i, I woke up and I I looked at my computer and I had noticed that you had messaged me a bunch of times and then you told me like you know she what had been happening with my mom. Luckily, we were just one day outside of our port call and I was able to fly home and you know thus begin the disaster that has been happening the last two three months. But like I said, you know we're not as OCD, but the guy named Benny from. 
who played by Barack Hardley in the movie Spell. He was OCD. I mean, so much to the point that he was like he was licking like licking shit. things. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So this movie, we were he just randomly picked it. I think it was on Tubi. I think it's Amazon Prime. Either either way, he he just randomly picked it, and we started watching it. And it's basically about this guy who he has some mental illnesses, and his fiance actually drowned in a pool because she was a raging alcoholic, and um, she woke up, stumbled, and fell into a pool. Now we're not sure if it was suicide. They didn't really kind of go into that, but there was no note or anything, so we think it's just she had a really bad problem with alcohol. And, well, I think that's pretty clear through the movie. Yeah, through the movie you see them arguing about it, or, like, at one point she wanted, like, another margarita or another shot of tequila. Yeah, they were at dinner or something, and she, you know, he was trying to get the check, and then she was like, ah, I want another margarita now. That kind of reminds me of someone else I know, but... <laughs> I'm not that bad, but I don't stop. No, 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 like, Neko won't get, like, hammered, but... At least not intentionally. <laughs> but I mean, like, when it is he wants to get the check, I'm like, one more drink, one more drink. Yeah, it's just like, I'm going to get one to go. <laughs> yeah, can I have a sippy cup, please? <laughs> so, but uh, but the, the, the point is, though, that Benny really, really cared about this girl. In fact, I think, did he already propose? Yeah, they were Yeah, fam- they were They were engaged. engaged. Yeah. And he, he was, like, having a really hard time dealing with it because he has his own mental illnesses, his own OCD. And he decided he was going to go to Iceland to kind of just get away from it all you see him kind of like traipsing through things and he has his fiance's ring with uh with him he'll start like checking out the sites and he you saw him buy like a sweater and stuff because he's it's cold up there it was it was sad but he ends up meeting some people at a bar and he, he uh decides he's gonna get drunk and the part about that that is a little dangerous for him because you know, earlier in the day, he was trying to refill his prescription medication, but he's in Iceland, and, you know, his doctor's in the U.S., and they're yeah. having a hard time getting it to him, so now he's self-medicating with alcohol, Yeah, and he meets this girl that he... Inga. Inga, and he really, you know, they, they kind of hit it off, and they have a good time, and Inga, um, he and Inga kind of, like... They really make out, you know, and they did hit it off. And she tells him, "This is, you know, if you want to go on an adventure, you need to call this guy. He's the one who's going to show you like all the cool like spots. Yeah, the uh, scenes of of Iceland. And then he and Inga that evening too. They got a, they got he. They just decided to get a tattoo, and it was a particular tattoo that means uh." Crap, what does it mean? I thought it was like a rune or something. Yeah, it was a rune for the uh, god. Oh, crap. Yeah. It's important anyway. <laughs> yeah, so they feel like as he's going, as he gets on this uh, adventure with this guy, they think that he is this god, like reincarnated into this guy. 
And he starts doing all these challenges and stuff. And that's the thing. Like, they were... They believe he's the, the guy they're looking for, but then at the same time, it's like he's got to find his own path. Like, there were other people before him that apparently fit the mold, but they didn't go through with the quests or the challenges or didn't make it. And so that's kind of like what this is about. Now, I don't know how much of that's actually legit. Like, this, this movie is one of those mindfuck kind of movies because it's all about interpretation, about soul-searching, about... Uh, See, like, for me, like, there's two sides to this. I was taking it very literally, as you were with the life of Pi. Like, where's the tiger? Um, I want to know what happened to the fucking tiger. Yeah. He's, he's gone, baby. And um, for me, it, it kind of has that life of Pi uh, to, I guess characters or two sides to the story because this is a guy who is clearly suffering from mental illness and part of me is wondering if all of this was in his head and he just started wandering around the um landscape of iceland aimlessly even without having that guy there like maybe the guy was there but he did get separated from the guy and then it maybe he really did just get lost and get lost in his thoughts. And then the other side is, is this a magical tale of him becoming, you know, this god? Or what... It's it's really meant for everyone's own interpretation. Yeah, it's, it's really bizarre, because, like, it, you know, you can look at it as an uh, inspiring movie for a guy who's going through a lot, you know, the loss of his fiancée, who he deeply cared about. Uh, and then... You know, to like the other side, like you said, like if you take it a little bit more literal or whatever, that you know he's supposed to be something more than what he is, or is he just having a mental breakdown? Right. Yeah, you almost can think that maybe he's just imagining everything, and this is like ultimately the ending is very open ended. You don't know what the fuck is actually. Happening. Yeah, I was like, where, what, what, what is he? Where did he go? Like, what's he doing? I don't. And then it ends, and I'm like, hmm. So is it like, is he going to his de demise, or is he going to another level and becoming this god that, crap, I can't remember the name, and I feel so bad because, shit, it was, it was crap. But the uh, the banter, though, between Benny and his guide, Steendor, or played by Magnus Johnson, uh, is kind of funny at times because Magnus is an older guy who... You know, he's trying to show them all these great locations and the beauty that they hold and sort of try to give Benny this, like, sense of peace while guiding him to whatever, you know, uh, path that he's going to be on. But at first, Benny's just not seeing it all. And so, basically, he makes comments like, stupid Americans just don't understand or whatever. And Benny's just going on and on about, like, all his sorrows and whatnot, so... And then they end up fighting, and he's like, you need to take it into your own hands, and it was it was just crazy. Yeah, it's 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 a wild movie, and it, it's it's interesting. I would check it out if you like those kind of things. You know, Neko and I kind of like stuff like Van uh, Vanilla Sky, mm -hmm. and, you know, stuff that's kind of out there and bizarre, so... And that's another one where you're like, hmm... What's real, what's not... All right, well, let's get back into our music. Um, I got some new Abaddon and new Them in this. 
uh, got we're gonna kick it off a new fractal generator now the last time these guys had a record was 2015 which I really loved and I do believe it was everlasting spew that introduced me to them back then as well so uh, they're still working with everlasting spew records so that's good to see uh, new record called macrocosmos and I got the tile track for you as we get ready to kick off a new block here we go what do you think of what the new block yeah you ready to go I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's do it.
is Anime from Darken and you are listening to the Horse of Chaos only on Metal Tavern Radio. Alright, it's about that time for the roadblock. <laughs> Maybe you should get that on a, a little liner for you. You want me to do a liner? It's about that time for the roadblock. <laughs> get a little jingle or something put in. So, new stuff from Hardland provided by Metal Message, District 13 from the Metal SPR, Neko's Pick of the Week. Also, got some new stuff from the White Swan as well as Hawkwind. Light Orchestra. Now this is not Hawkwind Hawkwind. This is uh, Hawkwind Light. <laughs> so Hawkwind Light Orchestra. Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, same same group, or at least some members uh, doing it a little bit differently. So it was kind of cool. Well, it's like the Stray Cats and the Brian Setzer Orchestra. Basically, yeah. Also got some classic filter in there as well. Oh, I like filter. Yeah, good band. So, uh, the Mills PR, that stunk. I'm so sorry. <laughs> District 13, first impressions, here we go.
Do you live life in the fast lane? Do you have the need for speed? Well, if you're a racing fan and want to be a part of a winning team, then contact Carmichael Racing. Carmichael Racing is currently looking for sponsors for the upcoming champ and flat card season. You can be a part of a long tradition of racing as Paul and Rhea L. race to the finish line in Mardella Speedway at Diamond Head Arena in Dillsburg, PA, March 13th through the 15th, 2020. They will also be racing at Hunterstown Speedway and Capital City Speedway in Ashland, Virginia. Racing runs deep in the blood at Carmichael Racing, and they are looking to gain sponsors for a new upcoming season. If interested, you can contact them at 443-202-3016. That's 443-202-3016. You can also find them on Facebook at SRChamp36. Carmichael Racing. Together you can soar as the engines roar.
Hardland, the nation's biggest enemies. DJ Neko? And DJ Nibis. <laughs> we're back from sorta the... Sorta back. Sorta. Sorta. Yeah, we're kind of like... This is like a weird... It, it's Well, I think it's weird because it's a Saturday, like when we're actually recording this. Like, even though it won't be posted until next week, it's We like, normally do it on a Thursday or a Friday, yeah. and we've just had so much shit going and on. And the weekends are like our more like chill days, so it's like kind of like we're just like out of the zone, just reading shit. And then tomorrow, like, we're going out for my birthday. Birthday. So it's just kind of been like, I'm sorry if our... our energy is a little low i'm trying not to be low energy and i know one week like there there have been a few times at least the music's not low yeah the music is not low energy i know there have been a few times especially with everything going on with my mom i've been kind of in and out of the podcast or anubis will do it by himself or but we've, we've kind of like thought of a lot of cool topics and we watched a lot of cool documentaries and stuff so this week <laughs> I picked a song kind of based off of our next uh, topic we're going to get to because it's about one of our most favorite animals, the humble octopus. We love octopi. I mean, everything about I haven't really thought about it, but like we'll get into it more. But like, they're really unique creatures, and like the more you read about it, the more you like. Because like, I, I even above the stuff that you were telling me about like they do the strangest things and and people who care for them in zoos and you know private areas or whatever like they all like tell stories of the weird things that these creatures and they do. Have, yeah the amazing problem solving skills that they can just pull out and we'll get into it more when we talk about our octopus stories but I picked this song because I was reading literally the all these stories about octopi and I said my pick of the week is going to be Octopus Garden by the Beatles in honor of our favorite animal, the octopus. Here we go, the Beatles. Can never go wrong with the Beatles. Attention please. Be prepared for a musical transformation that you've never felt before. In a moment, we will bring you on a journey like there's no tomorrow. And we will break new ground. Hailing from the land below the wind. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ladies and gentlemen, Audio Jump. Let's welcome DJ Neko's pick of the week. An octopus's garden in the shade He'd let us in Knows where we've been 
In his octopus's garden In the shade I'd ask my friends To come and see
Looking for a place to take care of all your automotive needs? Then get in touch with Stauffer's Auto Service in Millersville, Maryland. Stauffer's takes care of all auto repairs, auto service, and great quality parts as well. Stauffer's is located at A328 Veterans Highway, Suite E in Millersville. Be sure to call and check out all their service specials related to your automotive needs. Stauffer's is professional, friendly, and has highly qualified mechanics to do excellent work with prices that are fair and much better than what you will find at other automotive places. So call 410-729-0121. That's 410-729-0121. And tell them the newsman and his trusty sidekick, Neko, sent you All right. All right. <laughs> Closing out the rock block filter and nothing in my hand. I always enjoy filter a lot. I mean, I know that one song just got totally played, you know. Oh, you're talking about a uh, picture. Take a picture, yeah. If you wanna take my picture. It's a good tune, though. It is a good song, but it got so much airplay, but I still dig Filter a lot. But they have like a lot, like their recent albums have a lot of good stuff on it. Like it's, even though you're not hearing about them a lot, they just have a lot of great tunes in there. And I enjoy it. I do too. I'm glad that you picked a Filter song. So to expand. Speaking about Filters getting destroyed. <laughs> what? octopus that like destroys, oh yeah destroys <laughs> so i was gonna shit. say yeah to expand on my pick of the week octopus garden i um i read this story and it was just it's actually called it's on medium and i love medium because it allows a lot of independent writers to publish their work and the guy actually he was thinking about a way he could challenge himself to write a self-improvement article based on a random animal and he chose an octopus. So he started researching stories about octopi living in their habitats and things that they have done. So interesting things about the, the octopus. They are super smart. They are able to problem solve and they get bored easily so they're kind of like toddlers yeah it's, it's, <laughs> i mean she's not lying like uh we'll, we'll get into more stuff but like one of the takeaways for octopus is uh they actually entertain themselves <laughs> because of boredom so uh they have a, a example here the most infamous hell raising octopus was otto in 2008 he was caught juggling his aquarium mates out of boredom he chucked rocks at other aquariums he didn't like and broke them <laughs> he got annoyed with bright lights in his tank so he leaned out of the tank and squirted water at him shorting the circuits on three different occasions uh but what makes it even more amazing is nobody taught this auto these tricks the octopus is born separate from its mother it goes out in the world helpless and nearly microscopic it learns everything from scratch and it does so in a very short lifespan of two to four years so these octopus they um they figure out how to get what they want for instance there was an octopus in new zealand in their national aquarium he had a, a wonderful enclosure he had a great tank 
Um, he got lots of attention. He had no natural predators. He got great meals all the time, but he would always just break for freedom. Like, he would just get out, and after they discovered he was missing, the managers concluded that he crawled across the floor and slid through a pipe that emptied out into the ocean. And it was kind of crazy yeah, because... Yeah, he's the one that had everything he wanted, but he was like, he was like I'm, I'm in a still, cage, man! I can't like, be in here! I'm still bored! There was another octopus who had... A, a guy had a pet octopus, and it was a really, really giant tank, and he had a couple of fish in there, and one of them was a lionfish. And this he, is his favorite story. This is your favorite one. He could, The octopus just kept fucking with the lionfish. Now, it's fine because they, they usually are not predators out in the wild, but a, a lionfish is poisonous. Now, apparently, I got back up a little bit. Apparently, the, the octopus's name is Conan. Mm-hmm. So apparently he made a habit, I think, of like going out of his tank into other tanks and eating other fish that he felt that he wanted to eat. But he also went through and took apart all of the the filter, the water supply, and everything because yeah. again he was bored. He's an asshole. <laughs> but this lionfish that was in there, like, it, it ends on a sad note because he died trying to eat it. Like, he was midway eating this thing, and then because of the poison, just ended up crapping out. But that that's the funny thing, because the owner was like, I don't know why he keeps fucking with the lionfish. It's really kind of funny. They just, they're really, really smart. Uh, they find ways, that, you know, obviously the, the famous stories of them getting into a bottle to get a piece of prey or whatever they want. This one octopus, he actually um, was able to... They're not, they're immune to a lot of jellyfish stings, so he actually took apart a Portuguese man of war and took their tentacle and used it as a weapon against another uh, enemy. Which cracked me up because I'm like, he was smart enough to attack another animal, just take a tentacle because he needs that point because their Portuguese man of war are very, very poisonous. And oh, he's yeah. like he's like, I just need your tentacle man so I can, you know, go kill some things and get my dinner. It just cracks me up how smart they are. Like And they say that octopi are generally pretty standoffish. But in one case, they put two of them in a tank, and they both sat at the other side of the tank from each other, just not messing with each other. Then they added some ecstasy to the water. Which is hysterical. To which both of them spent eight hours with their arms wrapped around each other, feeling each other up. They're like, oh, I need a friend. It's Mr. Tentacle. (laughs) So now... I think, because we've been kind of discussing getting a new shower curtain, and that one shower curtain had that giant octopus on it. I'm kind of leaning towards... I know you like the Godzilla one, which I do too, but we have like a thousand Godzilla things. So, the other one was the record album shower curtain that I thought was pretty cool. But maybe, maybe we should get the octopus shower curtain. No. Godzilla. No, we have a lot of Godzilla right now. I'm, it's always about Godzilla. Yeah, but we have a ton of Godzilla. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, listeners? 
Nothing. Yeah. Well, nothing? let's take our five lesson five lessons recap. Okay. Number one, if you're feeling stuck in a cage, break out and change it. A little danger is necessary to pursue your dreams. I like that. Two, use boredom as an opportunity to be productive, not destructive or wasteful. Impulse eating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do a lot of that. Three, troubleshoot your problems with steady curiosity and patience. Become a master solver like an octopus. Four, don't use chemicals to make life livable. Uh, <laughs> so for Oregon, when you just pass all those laws for drugs, bad, bad move. Yeah, don't use your drugs just to make you happy. Number five, stay resourceful and worry about the immediate waters around you. Create advantages that play to your strengths. See, here's the metallic octopus shower curtain. That's actually pretty cool. See, that's the one. These are the three that we near The classic rock vinyl record albums. The octopus and the Godzilla. Hmm, still like that Godzilla. Though. I know, but I really like the colors in that octopus one. I like the Godzilla one. I I was gonna originally go for the record albums, but I kind of like the Godzilla. The, 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 the octopus <laughs> one. I really do, and they're all the exact same price, so it doesn't matter. But I don't even know why she asked me about this shit. She's just gonna get the octopus. I am one. gonna just get the octopus. Look at him. He's so. My opinion doesn't matter. Are you? Like, come on! Look at the living room. We yeah. did. We got your all of your movie posters up for Godzilla. We did the cool wall. It's all pub looking now. I got you that really cool Godzilla picture that looks like. That's fine. Bathroom is yours. You can do whatever you want. In there. Oh, can I make it pink? Mm, I guess. No. Must. No. Anyway. I, I don't need to increase this. This shit's insane. <laughs> I would like a lift though. This and separate. I would like a lift and separate, please. All right, more music. <laughs> Not about lifting and separating. Right. Uh, so I got a couple of tracks in the next six songs that are coming from a split uh, provided by Horror Pain. Mike so, Giuliano. Can I ask you a question sure. about splits? So what what happens? I pro- I ask you this all the time. Do do the do the two bands get together and then they just put whatever on on their album do they work together in the um in the recording studio do they share recording time or is it they're like i have six songs Mm, and you have six songs let's just make an album i can't really give a definitive answer there i do know that a lot of times when splits happen uh they're friends with each other obviously and let's say you don't have enough material to put out for a full record, but you know you know this other group or artist has a couple tracks that you know they have ready, and if they want to put it together on a split record and you know as a collaboration of sorts. I know that at one point, I think it was Children of Bodom and Amorphous. I think they both did covers of each other's songs they put on the split. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on what they're going for. Sometimes it's like, oh, okay, we're going to put out three new songs uh, that would normally go on an EP, but we'll just uh, go ahead and put it on a split, and then you guys can do two or three songs and we'll put it on there as well. So. And how does how does that work? Are they all working for the same um, production company or the well, same record the label? Same, they're generally on the same label, yeah. Interesting. Because, I, I mean, we've seen splits before, not just with you know smaller local bands but we've seen splits like you were saying with with larger bands who just kind of get together and they're like i'm going to put 
my half on and you put your half on the other side and let's see what happens especially i love the rise of the cassette tape again and i know you're enjoying it too because you have some of your old tapes and you've been purchasing tapes from bands i um i see a lot of that though on cassettes where there'll be like this is a split and mm -hmm. you know side a is from this band and side b is from you know the next band yeah all right so i got a couple from that split from tarot hammer and speed horror that'd be a little bit later Gonna kick it off now with some brand new stuff from Botanist. That's called Water. Here we go. Botanist Water. Ah. Hmm.
jumped on this shit. I know. We're just talking tales of real estate woes right now. If you are in the U.S., a lot of, at least around here in the Baltimore area, I am just the real estate market is just jumping. And for us, like we have a small house and we really don't care because it's kind of laid out and it's three levels. So there's kind of like a den in the basement which Anubis uses as his little lair and he has all his shit in My here. Lair. This is lair. But it's a decent size. It, it it's the same size as the living room and um so he's able to have some furniture, a desk, all his posters and CDs and stuff. And the back part of the basement is where all the utilities are and the laundry room. And, um, you know, it's a very small house. We have a kitchen, a dining room, a living room, and only two bedrooms, one bathroom. But we actually, I, f I found a perfect house for us, but we're in the middle of refinancing our current mortgage. So you really can't have two things going on at the same time. Like, and then when I found this house, it was, it was a single, cause we're in a townhouse right now. It was a single house with, um, you know, a separate garage and a, um, a parking pad with a little roof over it. It was in a, a nicer neighborhood. It was the right price, blah, blah, blah. Under contract in one day. And I just couldn't believe it because I, I said to him, I said, this is perfect for us. And it's on Manning Avenue. And if you don't know, he and I are big Denver Bronco fans. So Peyton Manning, Manning Avenue. Whoa. What? And he's, he was just like, and it was under $200,000 for a single family home in a nice neighborhood. So it was, I'm sure those people did it on purpose so they would get a bidding war. Yeah. I was telling her though, that like, you know, we've already started to put together the house that we want we're fixing things things that we which is nice about our job because that's really the big thing where yeah when i leave i make a lot of money she makes money to where we can actually repair stuff like we had a roof issue for like years that we finally managed to got a new roof new roof tore down the deck got we started working on the little piece of metal we you know you painted it and got it Looking good. We gotta get railings. We gotta for get the railings for our steps, and gonna get the. We gotta paint the front porch. Get and that stuff all sorted. But I mean, things are coming together, and it's like just one of those things that if we do move, at least the house will be improved and should have a better value going out than coming in. But problem that we run into is the surrounding neighborhood isn't always that great, so that could be. It's a, a very. It, there's a lot of renters in our neighborhood, so we've kind of decided like if we do find a great house, we probably would end up finding a renter to, you know, just because we wouldn't. It's not like we'd make a lot of money on the house anyway. So, but honestly, I'm actually been just addicted to the real estate market <laughs> kind of it's kind of like right now because 2020 is there's not for the longest time nothing was open and we i just started looking at real estate for fun oh look at this pretty house look at this pretty neighborhood blah 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 which you know comes to our topic um you know with the election comes new New presidential uh, candidate, uh, Joe Biden. And He's our president-elect. President. Um, there's still going to be this, like, mishmash of, like, whether or not... 
I, we just know that Trump's going to try to draw this out as long as he can, because I mean, that's what Trump For does. me, I said this regardless of who won. Either one of them should, if it is legal in that state, ask for a recount, because you saw how, like, razor sharp those margins were, like, 1%.7%. Yeah, yeah. 6,000 votes. I, I said, if Biden wins or... But I'm Trump the kind of person that, like, at this stage, like, even if... You challenge certain states. I just don't think that Trump would overtake him. I just don't see it happening. And for me, it's like... You're just like, I, whatever. Yeah, Trump, I mean, he's not going to do it because he's a big baby. He'll, he'll just fight this until he can't anymore. But for me, if I'm in his position and I'm, I'm facing... You know, it's one thing if it's like one state holds the cards to everything. That's not the case. Like, Biden's winning states that... Trump looked like he was going to win. It just flipped like at the last minute. Well, I told you I was reading articles about they've proven that certain places have like severe election fraud and um, that election judges have been paid money to, to while they're there, do fake votes and stuff. Now, this is not proven right this second. And that's the thing is we don't know how much of what. Like I, we have a friend who was over here yesterday and he's... He's very big on this whole, like, concerned about the... Because he's a big conservative. He's concerned about, you know, the fraud and how much of it is wrong. And he brings up some good points, but I'm at the same time. I'm just kind of like, you know, you really have to go and prove this. And then we only got another month or so till it's January. And when do they do the whole, like, uh, transfer of power? It's I think. Or it's, it's, it's late January where they do the inauguration. So if yeah. Trump wants to contest any of this, he's got to get his ducks in a row really fast. Yeah, if he has the evidence, like he says, then it's time to get that shit going and start looking into it and get it out of the way. But... I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to have enough regardless. To, it's a very hard thing to prove. And even in the past when we've had issues of voting for our dead people voting and whatnot, it's a very hard thing to prove how much of it actually exists. Uh, this is probably the same thing. And, but again, like even if he does recounts for certain states, I don't think he's going to have enough. He was so far behind. Uh, I just think that Biden's just... The people... One way or the other, decide that they just don't like Trump because of his attitude and his character, and that's fine. You know, that's they decide that they want to go in another direction, which I'm fine with. Like, I worry about it because of some of the things that come along with Biden's campaign. But the issue is, if they come in, I don't give them a fair shot to do what they can. But if they make it worse, then they're going to hear from me, <laughs> just like everyone else. And then we're just going to be back to where we were, like, after Obama and after George Bush Jr. So, at the end of the day, like, I don't have faith in our political system. I don't have faith in our leaders. Uh, I've never had faith in our presidents because it, it, they're all lying in their pockets one way or the other. It doesn't matter if you think Trump's a big blowhard or, you know, Mr. Richie Rich. The fact is, Biden, Kamala Harris, they all live in, like, rich houses, too. They're all in there for their own personal gain. Uh, they talk a big game. That's usually how it works. Obama and them, they all do the same thing. See, I the one thing that kind of blows my mind is how on earth did Joe Biden get more votes out of the popular vote than Obama? That's one of those curious things because... Like, Obama was Mr. Charismatic. Yeah. He was... And the thing is, for me, like... But I, I, but I, I, will, I will actually answer this because... 
the issue is, I, I feel it's a lot like with Trump uh, in 2016. What happens is, with whatever's going on, there seems to be a backlash, which draws people out. In 2016, there was this backlash about when, you know, the emails came out about uh, Hillary Clinton that, you know, she was And all being... the rumors about her having people killed. Well, and... not even so much that. Just the deception with everything. Like, she was saying one thing publicly, but behind the scenes we were seeing that she was undercutting people like Sanders and all this other stuff. And she, wasn't, she was being dishonest. Now, you can argue, well... Russia did their thing and they exposed that illegally or whatever. But the reality is, those emails exist. Uh, those are proof in the pudding. You can't turn away and say, well, no matter how it was done, it shows that she was a very dishonest person. It doesn't make Trump the best thing on the planet, but Trump was like, everything that Trump said is right there on, on his forearm. So if Trump is really a racist, like people say, it's right out there. You're, he's not hiding it. And. At the end of the day... But see, I don't think it's so much he's the racist. I don't think he's either. I think it's more like he has racist supporters, and then... Well, he has that, and then, you know, like, people take things to the next level. If he says, I want to build a wall, well, automatically that makes him racist. I think that's such a foolish and myopic point of view. Mm, look doesn't, at you with myopic. doesn't matter who's leading the charge. Uh, if they make a statement like that... And people come out and start making you or generalization that you're racist for that particular thing. I think that's just stupid. Anyway, what happened, we've seen now is that there's so much backlash on Trump with because of who he is, his character, his tweeting, whatever. We're seeing it now, you know, Biden and his supporters that they're just like fed up. They're like, even some of the Republicans and conservatives are like, okay, I'm done with this dude. He's a fucking idiot. We're just going to get him out. And I, I saw a guy on one of the Broncos forums that I'm on and yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't know if he's voting for Biden or not, but he was just like, he hates Trump. He's a conservative who hates Trump. So we see it out there. So whether or not many conservatives did that, who knows? And honestly, I think sometimes what happens to the conservatives who are vocal about their support of Trump kind of happened like what happened to the radio personality Chad, Chad Dukes. Dukes. He's, PC culture he's very, very supportive and he's open about his support of President Trump. And again, that's his right to do it. But he recently got fired from 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. He's been working for the company for about 13 years. He's been on the air for longer than that because I'm actually a big fan of his and his a lot of his side projects. I listen to Big O and Dukes all the time. And he, I, there's so much, like, behind-the-scenes things that have not been put out. And he was fired for racist and other inappropriate comments, quote-unquote, that he did on his personal podcast, which he's had many of them. Many, many, many of them. And Entercom, who is the parent company now of 106.7 The Fan, has yet to say exactly what those those comments are and what sucks for you know for chad is everybody's gotten fired or gotten let go from a job or maybe been laid off etc but it's kind of just between you and the boss or between you and your family 
he's being kind of like put into the Washington Post as he's being labeled as racist. It's it's one thing they could have just come out and said, you know, Chad Dukes has been fired for um, violating our personal conduct protocol or something like that. But they actually went to the point of calling him a racist or saying he made racist and inappropriate comments. I think that's the problem that I have right now with the way things are currently going. Now, obviously, people are going to say, well... You're responsible for all the things you say and do, and, and that's true to a degree. But when you re- you remember back when Don Imus made the nappy-headed host comment on his station, his radio show. Yeah, I remember it. But I didn't listen to the actual. Right, but the point was, he was actually on a mainstream radio and made the comment. I understood why he was fired or penalized. I can't remember exactly what happened. I do believe he was fired for that. That makes sense. Now, Duke's comics were not done on the actual radio station. Mm-mm, they were on him. his personal podcast. They were all part of a personal podcast, which is more lenient on their vocal or their language. And, and, and he has else. permission. Like I know he had been working on his contract extension. Uh, I forgot what year it was. Maybe about a year ago, basically to make sure that he would not be penalized for doing personal podcasts and doing other personal side projects. And I almost feel like there's so many, so much speculation. I mean, a lot of people are, you go on Twitter and you type in Chad Dukes and it's like, people are just rubbing it in his face. They, they're calling 106.7, not the fan, but the clan. They're, they're, Telling, they're saying everybody is racist and one of six in the clan. Yeah, <laughs> instead of the fan, and they're like, "Good, you need more diversity." And he's just a redneck and just me- kind of mean, which is racist on its own way. Yeah, right? I mean, it's kind of mean, and it sucks because, again, you and I, if we got fired, we're not a public figure. It's not going into the Baltimore Sun or the Washington Post. Well, that was kind of the comparison I was making, though, is that, you know, IMS got fired for actually saying something while on the job. Mm-hmm. Today's age, we get fired for anything that's on Twitter from 10 years ago or on, you know, like for you and I, this is our sideshow. If my job comes and says, oh, well, you said this on your personal podcast. You're violating Amazon's Right, no, which I never not. signed anything, so I don't have to worry about that. But the point is, they could still try to harass me or haggle me about it. And it's really kind of unfair. Like, our personal time is our personal time. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying I promote hate or ignorance or anything like that. But the, the reality is, like, you are allowed a personal life. Um, if I did something, if I was out delivering for my job, and, and you were you were like I confronted a customer and did the very things that you know a bad person would do. I would get fired for that. That makes sense. Uh, if I'm talking on a show like this, and even though I haven't really said anything, if they come across and say, "Well, you know, we don't respect that opinion," you're fired. That's ridiculous. And I don't know, like Neko said, I don't know exactly what it was that and, got and Dukes no, fired. Yeah, nobody has the actual clip. Because some people are saying it's things from Big O and Duke. Some people are saying it's from his broadcast. Some people are saying it's from an even different podcast that he's done. For me, the other thing that's kind of crazy, again, he was a big Trump supporter, and I'm wondering if that could be part of the problem. There's other speculations that 
Intercom is bleeding money, and that's the parent company, and Chad had a decent contract, and they're like, well, this is how we can avoid having to do contract negotiations, which are coming up in the spring for him, so maybe we just get rid of him, keep it, you know, and then if you get rid of him for violating hate speech protocol, then he doesn't really have a leg to stand on. Again, though, you go back and you think, what actually got him fired? And they don't want to publish that. And Chad's doing the right thing. He's keeping a low profile. He's not responding. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes me think that maybe he said something that was that he can't really defend. Now, I'm not, I've never seen Chad be the kind of guy that's a, a racist. He's always worked with like people of color because uh, he's in the sports talk entertainment. Uh, there's nothing that would ever lead me to believe that he's a racist human being now. I've told people before, like, when I used to work with people of color, like, for delivery or whatever, even now, like, I work for a person of color, like, even though in this particular job I don't cut any kind of jokes, racial jokes or anything like that, I've had people of color ask me to cut racial jokes. And oh, they'll tell jokes to you? No, they asked me to, to say a black joke. You're like, do you know any black jokes? And I said, yeah, here I go. And I gave them one. And they said, oh, man, you're racist. Now, the granted, they were just pulling my chain and fucking with me. But I, I, I oftentimes think that a lot of times us normal citizens don't get wrapped up in this bullshit as much as the media and everything else does. And that's a hard thing for Chad because he is part of the media. So he's just getting drugged. This kind of goes back right, to... Right, so even if, well, even if his comment wasn't that bad... The media and his company, if you said, like, if they want to get out of a contract, they can easily just say, well, it's not right in bed, but this is our chance to, like, fucking out him out of here. Now, whatever Chad said, he's not really fighting it. Now, maybe it's just because he doesn't want to go through all the drama about it. I can understand that, I too. I think part of it, I, I think his contract expires in the, in the spring, and um, I think they got rid of him, but they're also going to be obligated to pay him until the spring. But they got rid of him to a point where he's not rehirable to the company. And if they would have kept him around until it was time for his next round of contract negotiations, it would, be, it would have been harder to get rid of him or to re-sign him. I mean, they could just say, we're going to go a different route and let you go when it's time to sign a new contract. But it, it feels like they're trying... When, again, they're... They, purposefully labeled him as a racist. I mean, they literally said racist and other... That's basically the kiss of death. <laughs> so now he has to live with that. It's it's in the Washingtonian. It's in the Washington Post. It's in the New York Post. It's like everywhere right now that Chad is a racist. And again, we don't know what the comments are, so I can't say yes, it was racist or no, it wasn't racist, but just being such a big fan of his for many years, I don't see him as a racist. I see him as a conservative. But I agree with you that, like, it's kind of sketchy that if he's a Trump fan, you know, that's might have been led to what he got. You know, if he had been a Biden fan, I don't even know if uh, he would have gotten fired or not. You know, it's always one of those well, weird it's, things. Well, it's interesting because he is very open about it. He wears his MAGA hat, et cetera. He talks because he, he's a gun owner. He He's very, you know, pro everything that is conservative however it's just i i really really 
feel like he's getting a raw deal because he's just they're just turning it into uh, a Chad bashing session. And then on top of that, you know, today when Biden was proclaimed the winner, people are going on and being and like rubbing it in his face because they're kind of like well, they're kind of like Democrats are kind of just doing that all across the board. You know, they're it's bound to happen if 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 Trump had won. He'd probably be just the same thing with all the conservatives rubbing it in their face. I know I'd kind of be laughing about it if it was. Yeah, Not because I really like top, Trump, but, but just because I love seeing the Democrats melt down. And that's really what it's about. But the Democrats right now are just giving it back, you know. I watched Fuck Who Was a Van Jones on CNA. He cried about, you know, character matters. But <clears throat> the reality is... If you even do any research on fucking Joe Biden, his character is not all that great either. So I just find that kind of hilarious. But that—that's the media for you. Well, that's again that goes back to our trial by media. They could do a whole episode on, on the 2020 election. Oh, it's coming. You know, it's it probably, probably coming. will be. I mean, you have people again. Chad Duke is a, a public figure. Um, immediately, he is getting tried by all these news outlets and on social media people are just like it's a good thing you got rid of that racist asshole and oh Trump lost Chad no more racism for you and he's doing the right thing by just not engaging and he's probably just like I have to make sure whatever I do once I I speak to my agent and my lawyer because he he I believe he should be paid out for the rest of his contract, but I don't know what his contract states. Yeah, it's all depending on what's in the clause and everything. But the reality is, I kind of look at it as kind of like being sort of like a Devin Townsend moment. You got to decide that you're going to go on business for yourself now. He and Santana, you know, they have the Big O and Duke show, even though it's not, like, syndicated on mainstream television or radio. But the reality is they got to find a way to, to do something more with that. Like, just make your own rules, uh, do what you're doing, and see if you can find a way to get paid doing it. There's a lot of fans there to support them over the years, not as much as he would get on mainstream radio. But there are ways that you can make it work, and... If you're going to get through the whole loopholes, because it's going to be hard for Chad to even regain, like, even if five years from now he decides to go back into mainstream radio, they're always going to bring it up of why he got fired in the first place. So. Well, the other interesting thing is, Entercom also just recently bought another um, radio station that Chad has openly been kind of critical of. Um I think it's AM 980. It's the Washington Redskins radio. And so there are rumors going around that Entercom needed to get rid of him because he's said some very critical things about, about the coaches yeah. and stuff. Yeah, well, you know, and they, the team deserves criticism. And, of course, you have the whole team name that I'm sure, I think, isn't he a Redskins fan? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not afraid to use the term. I think it's just stupid. It's well, they changed term. their name. It's they're the Washington, they're the Washington no Washington football team. Like it's they don't even have a real name. They're just like kind of floating it around. But I'm just saying that like you know we're just we're so like soft skinned these days with anything. Uh, 
you know, there's no way that the Washington Redskins were trying to offend Native Americans or even try to, like, hold them back or anything like that. It's just so ridiculous. And some, I, I get it in some... It's all about context. If the Redskins were going out of their way to, like, make Native Americans feel bad or small or oppress them, you would know it. And they don't do that. No. And there's some Native American tribes who agree with me on that. Like, that's the thing. Like, you have some that say, oh, we want the name changed, and you have a bunch of others that say, we don't even really care. <clears throat> but they were also, this is the other thing, too. Um, the whole hot talk, you remember when I first started listening to talk radio, it was super hot talk. It was on regular radio, not even serious. It was like... Howard Stern, you had Opie and Anthony on regular radio, you had Don and Mike on regular radio, and you had Big O and Dukes, and the one thing that with that Chad does is he still tries to keep that little edge, that little bit of hot talk kind of hanging around, so that he can uh, still kind of go back to his roots without it being 100% sports radio. Right. But, again... There, there are supporters of Chad, and there are people who don't even know who he is, but then they see that he said racist and inappropriate comments, and now they're trolling him. And I, I found that on Twitter because I was just really nosy. I'm like, what? How did he? He got fired about a week ago, and I'm like, how did he get fired? Like, what did he say? What is going on? And then there's rumors going on. This could be what he said. And then somebody else who I think is more on the inside said, no, that's not what he said. It was on a different podcast. So it's, but the damage has been done. It's almost like when you accuse someone being a, a pedophile or a child molester or something. Rapist. A yeah. rapist. And then they get cleared, but then that they're called a rapist their entire life. I that's just how it is now. Like, if you were even a conservative of any nature, like, I don't, even come 2024, you know, you're going to have, when a conservative, whoever it is, comes up, they're going to just be like, oh, no, no, this is just more of the conservatives trying to push their right, alt-right agendas. And, you know, there's no, there's no middle ground with anything with anybody, no civility, no uh, observe. Uh, you know, observing things and taking it at face value or context. It's all about one extreme versus the other. Like, you know, and to be fair to the Democrats, if we think of Democrats automatically start thinking socialism, that's not always the case. There's some stuff involved with that with certain uh, government officials. But the point is we need to find a way to, like, accept both. And, you know, not saying accept racism or accept socialism, just find a way to communicate find some common ground, make it work. Hopefully Biden doesn't die, you know, before, you know, he finishes his term, first term. <laughs> you know? I mean, he's an older dude. He might. But we'll just have to see how it goes. Like, I mean, we don't really have a choice. You know, People said I, the same thing about Trump. They're right. like, he's an older dude. He might. Neko and I are libertarians. We're in the middle of the ground. We're kind of caught up in all the, the shitstorm of the two major parties so we're just really at the mercy of whatever majors make it so we dealt with trump for four years now we're going to deal with uh, biden for at least four years depending on how long trump decides to play like he's not going to leave either way uh we can only hope for the best that's really what it comes down to and so we'll see how it goes uh, a lot of people are already predicting a lot of uh, high taxes. <laughs> it's just something well, that... I mean, that's just typical rep 
typical Republicans replying to Democrats based on the history of how Democrats tax. Right. I don't know. I honestly, I really did not want either one. But that you don't sucks, really, man. you don't really get a choice. That's really kind of a problem for us because we both voted for Johnson in 2016, hoping that it would open the door for a third option, and we still want the third option. Like, but see, my problem with with Joe Jorgensen, I thought she was a smart lady, but she wasn't. I I didn't see her as presidential. Um, and that's the thing. We like it's hard enough for the two majors to find like very good candidates to represent our party. I and mean, we can't even find anybody for us either. Um, you know, it's just, that's the tough thing about it all is I just, I'm praying at this point, if at some point that the Republicans or Democrats can just find better people to represent who they want to lead the nation. And mm -hmm. that's, we're just not getting that. It's like a lot of the bare, bare minimum 15 pieces of flair, you know, so it's like we just can't Exactly. See <laughs> it's like, it, it it is almost like a hierarchy, you know, and the last time I felt really, really passionate about a candidate was a Republican. It was John McCain, and he's passed, sadly, now, but... And see, I'm, I wasn't even a fan of his, so that just shows you that NECA was on board with that. I wasn't. And he was a Republican, and this is, like, Obama's first, like, election, and I'm like... And you know what? John McCain came out and conceded and said, you know, congratulations, President Obama, blah, blah, blah. He was very dignified. I just, I loved him as a politician. I'm sure everybody's going to give me shit for saying that, but I did. I, I He was well, my... He has a lot of respect, both with Democrats and Republicans, except for Trump, of course, who doesn't that's like because That's because John McCain got in Trump's shit about things, and... Um, he sadly died. Oh, was it last year? No, it's been a couple of years. He uh, he died while Trump was in um, office, and Trump was pretty much kind of like good riddance because John McCain had been. And that's the thing. It, it when he does shit like that, it just rubs people the wrong way. Like it's like Trump always does this thing where, you know, I I know for myself sometimes I do with Neko where I I stick my foot in my mouth early on, but then I have to backtrack. But that's why I'm not president of the United States. I could never do it. I could not do it because I one, I'm not a good speaker. Two, uh, I just I, I I wear my emotions on my sleeve like Trump does, only not quite as bad. Like I won't jump on Twitter and start doing the stupid shit he does, but because I watch him and I just know that's not what you do. But Trump says things uh, right right off the bat and it's, gets his phone out and starts tweeting. Yeah, it's the dumbest shit ever. Then he tries to come back later and say, well, yeah, you know, John McCain was a good guy, but, you know, we just didn't see eye But that's after he just put him on full blast after the guy passed. You can't do that. And that's the kind of shit that people got tired of seeing him do. And it's like, you know, aside from all the other mess, uh, they just got fed up and Americans are ready to move on from that. Which... And I think that's what it's been more than anything is like the majority of people who they may not be Biden supporters but they're anti-Trump and I'm not even I, this is not a knock against Joe Biden I'm just like I think that's a good chunk of the support Biden got excuse me um they're just done with Trump as a president yes that's basically all it is I mean 
at this stage, uh, people are willing to give Biden a shot, no matter his own faults, over what Trump does. And Trump, you know, I, I've talked to conservatives who disagree with me, but they, you know, I tell them that, you know, Trump failed to capitalize on all the emotion that the Democrats put into the last four years trying to get him impeached and everything else about the Russia stuff, all that stuff. Instead of, like, taking the higher road and trying to use their own uh, outrage against them, Trump just played the game with them. And that that's what and I think it really cost him because people saw that yeah, Trump He engaged just, too much with right, all that. Right, right. Trump could not get over himself enough to say, oh, well, you know, they're just acting like idiots and, you know, that's not my fault. I'm just trying to do a job here. But instead, he had to go play the game and people saw this and they're like, well, if your president can't, you know, take advantage of these moments where Pelosi and all these other ones are like acting like fools, then you deserve to lose. And that's that's basically where we are now. Like, America came out and said, you know what? I, I had one Democrat tell me this like a few months back, and this it does resonate a little bit, is that... All he wants is a normal president. So when Biden comes in, he's going to be normal. He's not going to be tweeting every two minutes. He's not going to be cracking racist jokes, even if he doesn't mean them like to be racist or whatever. Even if all his policies suck, Biden's going to be your just normal president who's going to go out there and try to hold it with class like Obama did. Like, I'm not an Obama fan, but... He held the presidency with the class and respect that it deserves, and and Trump just took it, you know, a whole other angle with that. So we'll see how it goes. Um, that just shows you. That I'm kind of open though that the whole PC culture thing kind of improves. I don't like seeing stuff like what happened when Chad Dukes happened. But yeah, you know. I don't like when they are accusing somebody of something, but then like not providing the proof. The proof. I mean. Just to call out somebody, again, like, a racist, and that's a terrible label just to live with for the rest of his life. He's going to be, like, just, he's a racist. We can't hire him. But I fully expect when Big O and Diggs reasons that he's going to give out, like, a nice lengthy explanation. And then, of course, that will gain some traction. We'll definitely uh, keep you all updated on that because we do. uh, She listens to the show more than I do just because of time, but... Oh, just because I've been the fan forever and ever. She's like a fangirl of them. But, uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated on what goes on with that uh, for those that are interested in that. All right, well, we're going to crack into our music again. We're almost on a home stretch here. Got some front coming your way as well as Atomic Werewolf from their Love debut Atomic release. Werewolf. Yes. Uh, but we're going to kick off this block with some Speed Horror from that split I talked about with uh, Terror Hammer from Horror Pain. Giuliano, thank you for that. That was a really cool thing to listen to. Speed Horror.
This is Sky Nielsen Promotions. I offer the most affordable, effective, independent metal promotions one can find. If you've got a metal band, project, or art that you want promoted, simply search for Sky Nielsen Promotions. And you're listening to Hordes of Chaos on Metal Tavern Radio. She's in love with herself.
Alright, from their album 37th Parallel, Necrotunes, Egyptian Ancient Astronauts. That does sound like Egyptian Ancient Astronauts, the like feel of it. DJ Nubis. And DJ Neko. Getting ready to close out this edition of the Hordes of Chaos on the Metal Time Radio Podcast, episode 89. 89? Wow. Yeah, we're really uh, making some strides here. That's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Technically, because I initially, when we first started putting them up on Podbean, I had some older episodes that you weren't part of at the time. But uh, So we're like around 94 episodes on there anyway that people can download check and out our to. back catalog oh yeah and i still we still get a lot like even though the last couple of episodes that downloads haven't been as big but uh there's still people downloading a lot of the older stuff so maybe they're just not all caught up because i know i know that listening to podcasts like during a given week for anybody can sometimes be taxing or like you when you listen to big on dukes you kind of have to like do it in spurts because you're either driving to work or yeah and i'm still trying to catch up like this this is funny i i have a couple of episodes that you did by yourself before i came home that i still haven't finished either so it's like i listen to big O dukes i listen to your show um, I found another podcast that I actually kind of like. It's called Sadly Lacking Podcast, and it, it's been, I honestly discovered it because of all the Chad Duke stuff, and they were talking about Chad Duke, so I, I listened to them, and I'm like, whoa, so I've been, like, going through their back catalog, too. Yeah, so, like, I noticed that people, like, when I look at the downloads, stats, and everything, that people are still downloading older episodes that they're coming across, so it's... It's pretty cool like a lot of times we do a lot of our like even through a given week like you'll start out kind of slow but then like picks up towards the end before we get to our next you know upload so when this happens you know we'll probably be doing our usual numbers on the other two episodes that we put out so i'm not really worried about that at all people can listen at their leisure which is which is really what's all about anyway so I really, like, I know COVID is a real thing, and I know that people are getting COVID numbers ticking back up, but I really would love to be able to go back to a show, wouldn't you? Everybody's talking about it, yeah. I mean, everybody's getting antsy, so we'll see, though. Biden and company say they've got some answers for this. They've so. got the COVID plan? Yeah, I guess so. I hope they do, because I... I let's if eradicate Trump, this shit. If Trump didn't have it, hopefully they got some answers. So we'll see how it goes. I'd, obviously tomorrow we'll go on out for our birthday. So, but it's all like isolated stuff. Yeah, it's outside. We're eating outside, so it's going to be beautiful anyway. It's going to be like seventy degrees, which is great. Yeah, the weather right now has been fa- fabulous. Like take away a little bit of rain we've had, the weather itself, like lower humidity, has been great. This is one thing. This is the best time of year in maryland from like this in spring mm-hmm, from like september to november and then um was like late march to late march early to May. late march to the week before memorial day because for whatever reason memorial day weekend is when it turns into satan's asshole here in maryland <laughs> i don't know why it's like it's like clockwork too it'll be nice and breezy and 75 and then memorial day weekend which is um, Maryland Death Fest. It's so fucking hot and humid and disgusting. But they've been in- indoor the last couple of years, Excuse so me. that's made a world of difference. It really has. In and out. Um, 
So yeah, next week uh, I got a lot of music I got to start getting into, but uh, we're gonna have some new stuff from ACDC, Dark and Hold, Errant, E O R O N T. I know I like their first album from a couple of years ago, New Fates Warning, Lakeley Shroud in there, Loud Blast, new stuff from them, uh, Paramaze, Sergeant Thunderhoof, and Solstifer. Sergeant Thunderhoof, I love it. You won't like the music. Oh, really? It's not <laughs> it's like my Dumas, style. Doom or Sludge stuff. Ugh, see, Solstifer, we've seen. I like Solstifer. They're good. Yeah, we saw my MDF. It, it didn't really match because of the music they were playing. They're from Iceland, of course, but their music's more melodic and more soft than what you would normally get. Mm-hmm. And MDF, it just didn't match outdoors and whatnot. But uh, yeah, they are a really good band. Sorcerer D. Glacies, a black metal band that I like. I uh, got a new record. So I got some other stuff in there as well. War Agenda, some Thrash. I'll be getting in there. So hopefully I can get through all that. Uh, that's a lot and of that shit. That is a heavy, you <laughs> yeah. know, you need to load up your iPod. For those who don't know, DJ Anubis has an original iPod. Oh, I don't, I don't even use it anymore. You don't anymore? I use my phone. Oh, yeah. you use... The the one I have, unfortunately, the, the iPod Classic, just it starts to fail. Like, and I've been and looking it'll delete around. all your stuff off of it, yeah. So I, I've been looking for a replacement, but the problem is right now, because of that fact that they're rare... They haven't and, been made in years. Right, so people who have them sell them for like 500 bucks. I'm just not paying that. I mean, as much as I love them. And it's worse because, like, the technology with iTunes and everything don't really keep up with it anymore. So it's kind of a disservice to do that now. They do have some other thing, other options, but they haven't built them as 80 gig or anything like that. So Well, you have... We, but the phone works. So you, you when that phone, own. like, when my phone here dies, I don't know if this one even has this We phone. don't have 128 on this one. But I think I can get it added, though. Either way, uh, I will upgrade at some point to, again... You know, because I'm using my old phone, which has done actually a pretty good job. Because it has 128 gigabytes of space. I mean, that was kind of, like, cool when yeah. we realized it. Like, Yeah, it was actually Neko's idea. She's like, well, you know you have 120. I'm like, ooh. Because he was on eBay looking at iPhone classics. And I'm like, we're not buying a $500, or excuse me, iPod classics. I said, we're not buying it. It's $500. And how long do you think this thing is going to last even? use your old phone and he said what do you mean i'm like just put all your music on your old phone like it it has 128 gigabytes you can get a ton of shit on there and in his car his car's pretty uh high tech he has a usb port where you could actually take a hard drive plug it into i haven't tested it there yet but uh it's interesting yeah i'm curious how it might work but uh, you could take one of your external hard drives it works with bluetooth um i know for neko's car which is a bit older doesn't have the bluetooth capability well it does for her phone Uh, it only has it for phone calls it's my my car is 11 years old so we got this thing that kind of plugs into the accessory that will allow it to be bluetooth for music too but she, yeah, that's the thing. She's got a little gadget now she can use to play her podcast. Now, before it wasn't that big of a deal, but it is interesting with the, if you noticed, with your little gizmo that you don't get the static anymore that you would normally get mm-hmm. with the phone, which is really weird because you wouldn't think you would get it. But I guess because of the the plug, the aux plugs, uh, yeah, it just makes it kind of weird. But Bluetooth is the difference there. 
But anyway, uh, we got a lot to look for. Yep, we appreciate your your. It's not really patronage, but your just support uh, for this nice little podcast that we do. We appreciate all the love that you give us. Who else helps Kanye shows up at the inauguration and takes the mic from the winner? <laughs> hey, that'd be actually kind of funny. <laughs> We're going to close it out, though, with some brand new stuff from Stalker from their album I'm Black Magic Terror. And it's called Demolition, and we will see you all next week. Peace, Peace out. Yeah.